right now. Today is the day that you choose to change the rest of your life. It is time to turn your setback into the greatest comeback story ever told. And nobody is more capable than you. This is the Ranting Weight Watcher Podcast, the future number one weight loss podcast in the world. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please subscribe and spread the word of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast wherever you are and to whomever will listen. If you'd like to connect on social media or wherever else, check out my Linktree page, Linktree forward slash the Ranting Weight Watcher. Let's connect today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 144 of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast. If this is your first time here, I hope you enjoy the show. Please consider subscribing and spreading the word of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast if it helps you in any way. And also to help the algorithm, if you use an app, please consider four-star, five-star, so that anybody else looking for a weight loss-related podcast would certainly find the Ranting Weight Watcher in the process. Now, I got so much to talk about. Let's get into this! Journey Updates. I am up again, yet another week. This is four gains in a row. 2.8 pound gain this week. For the month of June, I am up four pounds. Total pounds lost since January 2019 is 155.2 pounds. Total pounds remaining to get to the 175 pound milestone is 19.8 pounds. Total pounds remaining to get to the 200-pound milestone, 44.8 pounds. Phase 2 has begun. And week 1 of Phase 2 was a terrible week. The original plan for Phase 2 was to cut carbs down even further. So I was dancing between... 200 grams of carbs per day all the way to 250 in phase one. The plan was to get to 199. Our final destination being 144. But for phase two, wanting to get to 199. With this came the start of the medication that I had informed you guys about and uh, a spiral out of control with cravings and whatever else have you. I basically spent the majority of the first week of phase two closer to baseline numbers, and I'll go over them now. So week one, phase two is also week nine of the entire process. Week nine calorie average is 2,540 calories per day. Baseline was 2,652. 
So you can see I was pretty close. And the goal is 2,300. Week 9 protein average is 246 grams per day. I always say if I'm going to be over on one of these things, it's going to be protein. The goal for protein is 229 grams. And baseline was 188 grams. Baseline carb average was 406 grams. Week 9 carb average was 258 grams per day. And the goal is 144 grams, but a phase 2 goal of 199 grams. Baseline fat is 45.8 grams per day. Week 9 fat average was 69 grams per day. So we're getting closer to our goal of 90 grams a day for fat. With the medication, the first week I was on it, I literally had no problems. And I thought, I mean, it almost gave me a false sense of confidence, I guess you could say. Because the 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 dosage was different. Typically, when you get a prednisone pack, you know, you take seven pills the first day and then it decreases by one pill every day after that for one week. But because I was going to be on this for weeks, they did it differently. Week one was three pills a day for seven days. I felt no cravings during this time period. And I thought, hey, maybe because it's only three pills a day, I'll be okay. And I, I went into week two pretty confident. So week two of the prednisone, the prednisone actually decreased to two pills a day. But this is where the cravings came in. Basically spiraling out of control with a average of probably about three to 400 extra calories per day taken in. So I was doing well with 2,300 previous to this. And... This day, it was closer to 26 or 2,700 calories per day. It's unfortunate. At this point, I just keep telling myself this is the final week on steroids. But is it really? That I don't know. Come this Friday, the 16th, I have a follow-up appointment with the dermatologist. Now we have a Confirmed diagnosis of Bullos pemphigoid. So I don't know what the next step is. I'll find that out on Friday, I'm sure. Hopefully, additional weeks of being on steroids is not going to be added here. I really hope not. If I'm being honest right now, I haven't seen much improvement in the wounds. The only, I mean, there has been some, don't get me wrong, but it, it, it's not enough to, for me to say the medication will go away. And that's what I want more than anything right now is for the medication to go away. The wounds have healed a little. The one improvement that I have noticed is that there has been almost no itch. And because there has been almost no itch, there has been no new blisters or sores or anything. 
everything I have is old. I don't really know what happens next. All I can do is hope for the best. Now that I have a confirmed diagnosis, I know that I will be seeking naturopathic methods to deal with this. If I can stabilize it right now with the medication I'm on and then come off that medication and use naturopathic methods to keep it in remission, that is my end goal. But this week, phase two, week one, it's kind of eye-opening. You know, I read this book a long time ago. It's one of my favorite books. Um, It's a fictional story, wizards, you know, stuff like that. It's a uh, fantasy novel. It's a series. But in the book, something always rang true, like in my head. When, When I... The one of the characters in the book says it. And he says, people will believe anything for two reasons. One, because they are afraid it's true. And two, because they want it to be true. And it's funny that a fictional story would say something like this, but then I would actually see it ring true in life. I faced this kind of situation in my life where I was going to be on steroids. And with the mystique of knowing that you're about to be on steroids comes anybody who's on a weight loss program knows this. Steroids cause weight gain. Now, there's multiple ways. There's cravings that come with them. They make you feel extremely hungry. And there's also water retention involved. I've basically gained almost 10 pounds. Do I believe this is fat? No, I don't believe it's fat. But that whole idea of knowing I would be on prednisone came with these ideas, came with now there's going to be water retention. I'm going to go, the scale's going to go up. Now I'm going to have cravings. I'm going to eat food that I didn't plan to eat. The stigma is probably worse for the situation than the actual stuff itself. It's like, let's say you're teaching a kid how to ride a bike. And this is going to be the first time, you know, you took the training wheels off. They get the gist of it. They know what they're doing. You're going to follow behind them. You're going to hold on to the seat. And at some point, you're going to let go. But before you do all that, you warn your kid, right? Because you don't want them to get hurt. You say, you see that tree over there? Just don't go toward the tree, whatever you do. So the kid starts pedaling. You're running behind. And you decide to let go. And the kid keeps pedaling, and you're like, oh, yay, yay, keep going, keep going. But now you noticed he's kind of he's veering toward the tree. And you're like, no, 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 watch out for the tree. 
No, no, no. Watch out for the tree. What are you doing? Stop going toward the tree. Boom. Hits the tree. Now, the question becomes, would the child have hit the tree if you never brought any attention to it? If we never pointed it out, if we never gave the child something to fear, if we never gave the child something to pay attention to, would the child have even gone in that direction? And this is what I'm talking about. This is essentially what I'm questioning here today. Could the stigma of being receiving a diagnosis which would cause me to need steroids do even more for my weight gain because I know it than the actual medication in my body actually did? Did I make decisions to eat at times because I knew the medication was in my body? I always say it. The mind is a powerful thing. And that is a double-edged sword. This is not, it doesn't go just one way. When you know something about a situation, you can create the circumstance you fear simply by thinking about it. And it's almost as if we place limitations on ourselves subconsciously. There, and there's so many ways to do this. It's not just medication, right? So many different ways that we can place limitations on ourselves. What was it about November where they switched from the personal points plan to whatever it's called now? I forget. Weight Watchers plan, whatever it is. When they made that switch, there are still people now in workshops. You'll hear them randomly. It's not as much as it was in the beginning, but there are plenty of people who are who will say, I was doing great on the personal points plan, and now I'm not doing great. And even before that, before it became personal points, when it was the green plan, the blue plan, the purple plan, there were people that said I was doing great on this plan and I was losing and now I'm not losing. Is it possible that the fear of that change caused more for your situation than the situation itself? I mean, in reality, every time WW changes their plan, you don't have a choice. And there never has been a choice. Since, I mean, I, I'm on this four years, but it's, it's changed many times. I've been on WW many times, and it's changed many times. And no one has ever had a choice to stay. There's nobody carrying around the original slider tracker. Still. There's nobody around carrying around the booklet with the little squares. How many milks did you drink today? Or how many dairies did you eat? And Xing them off. If you're on plan now, you're dealing with what the plan is now. It's that simple. So every time it's changed, is your fear of that change 
so great that you're causing your own demise? Are you limiting yourself in this situation? Sometimes it's none of those things. Sometimes in regards to your journey, it's something like I just recently went through. It took me one full year after hitting the 150-pound mark to realize that I haven't made much progress since getting the 150-pound charm. When you're in this, you don't really notice it. It's not until you take steps back that you see the situation for what it is. Or you can start to look at your journey in a different way. With a different set of eyes. And realize that changes need to be made in order to keep progressing. There are so many different situations since I started where I had to realize something had to progress. Last week I went over it when I realized I needed to introduce exercise into my life. That was a progression in my journey, adding exercise. There are other progressions too. When you get to certain levels of weight loss, what used to work for you may not work for you anymore because your body is different than when you started. It's running more efficiently. It's doing things more. It's doing things differently, whatever the case may be. But we think whatever we learned on day one should keep applying. These are just the core of the system, what you learned on day one. But at some point, things get harder. And your realization of that and facing the truth of it could cause just as much difficulty because your, your limitation you're placing in that moment is, this has always worked for me. And maybe it's something else I'm doing wrong. Or maybe you're, you're, you're throwing the blame literally everywhere instead of just seeing for what it obviously is and saying what used to work does not work at my level anymore. And I have to make changes in order to keep going. What you learned in kindergarten was the core of your education. But what you learned in kindergarten did not get you your college degree. You had to work harder, study harder, dive deeper into what it is you were trying to learn. If you didn't do those things, chances are you didn't graduate. Nobody in college is thinking they should graduate college based on what they learned in kindergarten. If it's so easy to understand that elementary school, middle school, high school, and college all have different skill levels that require you to work harder from one to the next, why can't you see the same thing in your fitness journey? The longer you labor under delusions where that is not required is a limitation 
you place on your journey unnecessarily. We're going to take a break. Don't go anywhere. I now present to you the Ranting Weight Watcher Accountability Creed. If you choose this day to say this creed, you are accountable to me, the author. You are also accountable to all of those before you who have taken the creed and all of those after you who will take the creed. But most of all, you are accountable to yourself. Now recite with me the accountability creed. Nothing can stand in my way because I choose to be unstoppable. My challenges crumble in my presence because I choose strength when I am weak. My insecurities have no power over my life because I choose confidence in the face of fear. I own every last one of my mistakes because I choose growth over mediocrity. The mirror and the scale are powerless because I move forward in spite of the result. Circumstances are not obstacles because I see solutions instead of problems. The demons of my past can no longer torment me because I choose to renew my mind daily. All things are possible as long as I believe because if God is for me, who can be against me? This is the creed I declare each day. It is about what I do, not what I say. I will learn the work that needs to be done. I will never stop, even when I've won. I will work consistently, no matter the cost. I refuse to believe that all hope is lost. I will work when I want to. I will work when I don't. I will work when they are cheering. I will work when they won't. I will work when it's easy. I will work when it's hard. The atonements that I've made are made with no regard. I will work when it's cold. I will work when it's hot because choices have consequences, justified or not. When I think I know it all, I will start back at one because regardless of what I think, the work is never done. And from this moment forward, when times are tough, I choose to believe that I am enough. And we are back. Thanks for sticking with me. So April 10th started a new endeavor in my journey. And most of you already know. It was the day that I began to use macros to decide what needed to be different in my food intake. Now with this 
there was this whole buildup. April 10th was the beginning of it all, but really it was months in the making for it to begin on April 10th. And part of that was the stigma that came along with macros. See, in my head, when you look at the people that talk about macros, a lot of the times their fitness level is way above, at least they were way above my fitness level. Let's just say it like that. So because of this, there was this whole intimidation factor of this is above me. Using macros to continue on a journey is something I'm not ready for. It is above my skill level. I'm not good enough for it yet. I bought a book that sat on a bookshelf for a year that basically explains the entire process. And I just, it just sat there collecting dust. Until one day I realized, as I said before, I had been stagnant for a year. And that's when I really got serious as to figure out what do I need to change? I believe there's an educated way to make changes in everything we do. A lot of people like to do guesswork. I do not like to do guesswork. I like to come up with a theory, make a plan based on that theory, and execute. If the plan needs tweaking, tweak the plan and re-execute. The thing that gets to me is I have changed many things in the four years that I'm on plan and never has something intimidated me so much as I was when making this switch to learning how to use macros and using them to my advantage. Finally, I opened the book and started to read it. And still, it was just as confusing to me, if not even more, when somebody else was explaining it. It wasn't until I actually decided enough is enough, it's time to implement, that I realized all this time I have been worried for nothing. A lot of people think that macros is a different plan. And a lot, I got so many messages of people being concerned that I was leaving WW and all these things. And the one thing I could tell you most above all is that macros, following using macros, really, it exposed a lot of the things we stop paying attention to when we are on these other plans. Because it takes into account everything. There's no zero point foods. There's nothing. I tried to think of an, an ultimate way to explain macros to you. Let's say your mom made this dish. She had this recipe. And 
she never had anything written down because she was just that good at creating this recipe that she didn't need to have it written down. And now maybe mom is gone and there's no recollection. No one knows how to create it. The one thing you do know is you know the list of ingredients that create this recipe. You just don't know how much of each ingredient is required. You want so badly to create this recipe that you are willing to start somewhere with maybe um, some other recipe that is similar. And then you say, well, if it doesn't taste exactly like hers with this recipe, I can always add a little more of this and a little less of that until I figure out my mother's recipe. Using macros is essentially the belief that there is a perfect recipe of nutrients for your body that will cause lasting weight loss. Your stomach is essentially the mixing bowl. And you know, required in that mixing bowl is a certain number of calories per day. And a certain portion of those calories has to come from protein. A certain portion of those calories has to come from carbohydrates. And a certain portion of those calories has to come from fat. All four of these things have a delicate balance. All four are required. Negating one, walking away from one could cause just as much an imbalance regardless of what propaganda has taught us. We are learning now that all of this time of us chasing low-fat items, that healthy fats are necessary. And your job is to figure out the exact blend that will make sure the calorie stays correct and the delicate balance of carbs, protein, and fat that make up all of those calories that keeps you satiated and keeps all of your nutrient levels balanced. Because if any one of those nutrient levels is missing, you may be causing bigger problems. And all you're trying to do is figure out amounts of each of them and making sure they fit within the calorie range. And it's not anything that's above anybody's skill level. It is something that was created that has essentially zero guesswork so long as you do everything properly. And what does that mean? 
that means weighing and measuring doesn't get slacked off on just because you don't feel like doing it. Because if you slack off on any one of these things, then it becomes guesswork. And if something is guesswork, it's never going to be right. If you're going to create the recipe that mom always created for you, it has to be precise. There's a perfect blend of everything that will bring back all of those memories of mom's cooking. So many years, I had said to myself, that that isn't for me right now. That's going to be for me after I lose 200 pounds. That's what I used to say. Macros are going to be what I pay more attention to when I lose 200 pounds. I used to also say, weightlifting is not something I'm going to do until I already lose 200 pounds. Why? What's the point? Why am I creating these stigmas in my mind where I am not good enough for these things based on what? Some, some mysterious rule I created? I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. As I was going crazy last week, And as things were out of control, I was starting to get to a point where I was beating myself up. And in a conversation with Sophie, my coach, I expressed what I was thinking. And she asked me the one question that basically has been the inspiration of this entire episode. And it's the one question that got me to refocus on everything that is important. And that question was, is it possible that the idea that steroids can create weight gain did more for this out-of-control behavior than the actual medication possibly produced. Was I already losing the battle essentially in my mind just knowing I'd have to be on this medication? Did I create the barrier? Did my fear create the problem before there was a problem? And did my body just follow suit? Was steroids the tree that I kept staring at as I pedaled right for it And mom told me, watch out for the tree. Watch out for the tree. There are so many things in life that come with stigmas like this. Is it possible that the stigmas exist and there's a thin line between them causing the problem and us creating the problem? And all we need to do is say, hey, get focused. You know what's important. You know what you do every week. Just keep going through the motions regardless of whatever you might think you're craving. Did all of the cravings I felt last week, did I feel them more because I knew I was on steroids? Or did I feel them because the... Steroids caused me to feel them. 
At this point, I'll never know. But Sophie asking me that question kind of reset my brain. She's good at asking the question that'll reset my brain and get me focused on what is important in any given moment. How many times have you experienced anything like this? How many times have you been faced with something you might have to do and the intimidation felt by having to do it did more for the situation than the actual circumstance itself? I think the most valuable thing I've learned from this episode, (laughs) it's something when I learned something from my own episode, right? But if you would have asked me months ago, do I ever feel like I fall victim to the little snippet from the book I told you about earlier, that people will believe anything? For two reasons. One, because they want it to be true. Or two, because they are afraid it's true. If we are ever going to be truly limitless, I think the one thing we have to learn most is how to get out of our own way. It's kind of crazy how subconsciously, without even trying, we can set up roadblocks in our own journey and slow our own progress down just by certain thought processes that come with certain situations in our life. I was given a medical diagnosis and I was handed a medication that comes with the knowledge that weight gain comes with taking this medication. And without hesitation, I just accepted this notion. Now, did I subconsciously eat more because... I was on this medication or did the medication cause me to be more hungry? What is the real question? What is the real answer? I may never know, but in the end, the fact that I'm questioning it tells me that I need to refocus, recalibrate and restart because As long as I'm allowing something like this to become a stumbling block, I'm always going to have issues. Whatever comes of this medical diagnosis I've been given, it cannot hinder this journey any more than it already has. All of that ends now. Right from this minute, right from this moment, we refocus, recalibrate, and restart. Everything that we do matters. The circumstance is what doesn't matter because circumstances change. And what we do cannot change because of circumstance. 
Nothing about taking that medication put extra food in my mouth. Yet it found its way in there because I chose to do that. I have to live with that now, but I go forward with the knowledge that part of it was my own choice. And that ends now. Whatever we got going on in our lives, it is only a symbol of how strong we actually are if we are dealing with those things and this journey at the same time. Don't lose focus. I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.